Alright, welcome to the 716 Rocks Podcast. My name is Nick Tron Patron, and I have my ever happy, so positive sidekick over here. Grizz, what's up, man? Hi! You feeling happy? How are you? Alright, glad you're not grumpy. Hey, anymore. man. Welcome to the People's Podcast. We get a little blue collar up in here. We get a little, uh... Just weird sometimes. I like to get weird, man. What can but I say? Listen, it's all good. We're gonna have some fun. So sit back. If you're at your desk working, listening to the podcast, maybe you'll get a little work done. Maybe you won't. But as long as you enjoy the time together, that's what it's all about. That's right. You know, sometimes your ears need a little candy too. You know, take a break from lunch. Feed your ears. Indeed. Nicole, what's going on, man? What up? What up, Buffalo? Social media director, and behind the glass, we have our ever faithful Resbeard. Hey. What's going whoa, on? whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's the Chewy call? Mouth is full, man. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to give the growl. Hmm. Note to self-listeners, it's hard to do the call of the Wookiee when uh, you have pepperoni in your mouth. Pepperoni and cheese. You got a chunk of cheese in the back of the throat. Mm-hmm. A little difficult. What are you drinking over there? Some uh, Canada Dry? Diet ginger ale. Diet ginger ale. Balances Ooh. that pepperoni out. It's like eating nothing. Man, you're looking healthy over there. I like that. Let's get to the game, man. How would you describe this game? Oh, a, couple, a few, you know, five words or less. How would you describe this game? Not pretty. Not pretty? Okay. <laughs> How about you, McColt? Got it done. Got it done? There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, we're going to pull out a term here on the show called the slow steamer. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about that. What, what, what's a slow steamer, man? I don't know. You know, slow steamer, it's like... Uh, you get that that engine, that steam engine. It takes a while. <laughs> you get the, you get the coals, throw it on the fire. It takes a little bit to get the mojo going. Why do I have a feeling I'm being trolled here? <laughs> but by the time you get to the fourth quarter, you just let it rip, baby. You just you just let it rip, and we're good to go. I would just I would describe this game as the slow steamer. All right, man. Of the season thus far. That's funny. Well, I'll tell you what. A fourteen to thirteen win. It was ugly, Murph. I know John Murphy has some words about that. What was this quote? You know, he's saying on the post-game show. <laughs> once, once the game was wrapped up after uh, Gilmore's interception and they're they're kneeling the ball, Murphy's quoted as saying, "I'm gonna smack the first person who says that wasn't pretty." He he was indignant on the indignant. show. Indignant. It was hilarious. I mean, it wasn't pretty. So then his co-host said it. Then right. His co-host said it, but he also followed up and must have forgot that he said he was going to smack whoever said it. Slap your own face. I didn't hear any slaps on the uh, telecast, but uh, you got to love that comment from Murph. Just listen, we got the W and he feels good about it. Why not, don't, man? Don't don't come talking about ugly wins. A W is a W. He's going to smack you if, if you think otherwise. And the Bills got it done. But I'll tell you what, Grizz, let's talk about penalties again. You know, this was a big storyline last week. 17 penalties, 135 penalty yards. So, look, this week, before we get into the rest of the game, penalties, seven penalties for 62 yards. Did they fix it? I mean. <laughs> Did you see the opening kickoff? That was bad. So, we kick it down there. They fumble the ball. We recovered on the two-yard line. Man, this is great. We're going to punch it in at the beginning of the game. Get a quick seven points. Well, a guaranteed six. Seven is, you know, hope, hoping that Carpenter makes it. Oh, man. Oh, I was so nervous on that last touchdown when it was 13-13. I was like on the edge of my seat, butterflies. I'm like, oh, God, 
I pray Carpenter makes the extra. I've never been so nervous for an extra point in my life. There's nothing worse than uh, you think it's bad enough watching on TV. We're, we're driving home from uh, Cincinnati yesterday. We're, we're listening to the game. Uh, so we're getting the call over the radio. And I'm telling you, man, the, the time between uh, once the, the ball was snapped for the extra point and when Murph actually said it was good, it felt probably like a good 10 to 15 seconds. <laughs> and you know what? He's got to be dramatic about it. The snap is... Well, he says like you know, snap is off. The, the ball's down. It's a good hold. The kick is up, and it's good. Oh, the kick is good. You're killing <laughs> Come me. On, you're man. killing me. Wow, you had to drag that one out. Oh, but but for real, I mean, you had six points, likely seven, guaranteed, in, right. in a matter of seconds to open the game up, to get it off on the right foot. But no, we're getting called back because of a, a, just a. A mental error. You know, again, we go back to what we were saying even last week. I mean, the the subjected penalties, things like holding, even certain pass interference calls, you can't control that. You know, you're going to get some that are good calls. You're going to get some that are questionable. But something as stupid as being offsides on a kickoff, right? that's just, oh, there, there's no room for that in professional sports, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, I know they, they had a new kicker out there, Billy Cundiff. Maybe it was a timing issue, but it really doesn't matter in my mind. I mean, that's just something you got to be able to time that. You're a professional athlete, man. It's not a hard concept. Don't cross the line until the ball is kicked. You're, you're, you're getting paid a million dollars to run down there Holy to time that cow. kick. So I'll tell you what, that was a little frustrating. And, you know, we did hear that uh, Rex Ryan snapped his yes, sir, ban <laughs> on that play. So I'm wondering, you know, yes, sir, yes, sir, Ben, what do you guys think? Is that just a gimmick or did that actually help? McCall, put yourself in a Bills player's shoe, man. You're given a yes, sir, bracelet. Does that change the way you play the game? Does that change your mindset uh, during the week and then when it comes game time on Sunday? I don't think so. Honestly, I think Rex Ryan was just trolling the media. <laughs> That's all I think it was. All right. I just... think he's just trolling the media because, uh, you know, he wasn't really taking it seriously at first, but... If I'm getting paid millions of dollars, I can care less about what I'm wearing on my wrist. That's just me, though. It's like those WWJD bracelets, man. You know, in the heat of the moment, people still snap. They got it. Either you want to do what Jesus did or you don't. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's the sermon for the day right there, folks. That's right. Write that down. Well, you know, that was for free. Uh, I think with the bracelets, you know, here's the thing. is that you, Do you give them an A for effort? Are we going like... Um, you know, elementary uh, yeah, let's gy- do it. gym class here. We're going to give him A for the effort for trying something. Uh, I suppose, if nothing else, it has the players uh, thinking about it because, uh, yes, they're wearing it, but they, they constantly have that concept reinforced of, oh, yes, sir, to the official. I suppose it has some effect. I don't know that I'm the biggest fan of it. Uh, but, you know, what, what would you do? Hey, if you're uh, head coach, and penalties are an obvious issue for your team that are uh, costing you potentially wins, but uh, you know just changing the shape, the, the phase of the game. What would you do? You know what? I like it. I like it. I mean, it's something. It's something visible. The players can see. You got to try something. And I like the fact that Rex Ryan did it. So if I'm in his shoes, I don't know if he came up with that clever idea himself. Maybe one of his assistants. Hey, maybe Roman. You know, he seems like a stand-up guy, stand-up character. A little less bravado than Rex. Um, you know, if that suggestion is made, I'm going to go for it. Sure, get a couple wristbands made. No problem. Let's do it. 
And uh, maybe it did help, you know, near the end of the game or second half. Corey Graham just laid a, a lick in the middle of the field on a receiver. Unsportsmanlike conduct or uh, unnecessary roughness, roughness, I think the call was. And immediately after, Aaron Williams runs over. He puts his arm around Corey Graham, kind of guides him away. You know, that probably, it probably kept another unsportsmanlike penalty coming at the Bills. So who knows? Maybe Aaron Williams, what does he do? He looks down. He says a yes, sir. Light bulb goes off. He runs over, grabs Corey Graham. Who knows? Maybe it helped. What what do you do, McColt? You're Rex Ryan. You're not a you're not a fan of the bracelets per se. You think it's uh, just a media troll going on here. Uh, what's what's your solution? I say you're getting paid millions of dollars to do what you're told and control yourself. That's what I think. It's simple. I think it's simple. Be a man. Don't act like a baby. There you go. Straight up, just listen to the boss right there. That's that's the philosophy. I like that. I like that better. I think. I mean, what do you guys think about um, uh, you know, doc and pay? You know what I mean? Like, I know. No, again, it goes back to subjective calls. You can't really take uh, pay away from that because you're gonna have situations where a dude gets called for something that was kind of shady. But I'm talking these mental errors. You know, an unsportsmanlike conduct, a mental error like offsides on the opening kickoff that changed the the way the game started at least How about, uh, what, what do you think about taking some pay away if you can do that i don't know if you can do that you can find can you find your own players you might be able to their contractors there might be some legal issues to it but if you could that might help it would have to be uh something like a a rolling scale a percentage of your income I mean, there's some players where, t- I mean, Jerry Hughes, he can Marcel, care less about 10 grand. Marcel, there Marcel, Marcel. Five grand for that penalty. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. He I just, I just, oh, I just okay. wiped my rear end with a couple. <laughs> I, I got five grand of loose change in my pocket right now. Let me, let me pull that out for you. I don't know. I, How I guess about something, at, the, uh, at the end of the day, you got to feel excited, right? That they're at least trying something. Hey, hey, hey. Give them credit. Hey, how about something humiliating? Can you do that? I'm going back to like frat days, you know? Can you haze them or something like that, you know? A little Monday, community service. Yeah, Monday they got to do something. Oh, they got to streak around the stadium naked or something like that. Or Whoa. they got they got pound a going. pound a gallon of milk or something like that. You know you can't do that halfway through. You're gonna puke. Five saltines in a minute. <laughs> Five saltines in a uh, half a cup of cinnamon. Uh, I don't know. We, you know, obviously, if you're listening, you can tell that we don't really have the answer. So got no solution. <laughs> maybe you do. You know, maybe you feel great about the bracelets, maybe you don't, but... You know what, I'll tell you what. I say, other than that first opening kickoff penalty, I'm going to say penalties definitely improved, and uh, I much prefer not to talk about this the rest of the season. So, hopefully the ship is righted, my friend. Grizz, let's talk about the lack of offensive production. Man, that was like awful the first half, dude. I'm like three and out, three and out, three and out. We had nine minutes and some change of possession that first half. That's ridiculous. What do you think about that? What's the problem there? I'll tell you, I was I was glad that you were the one driving home yesterday and not me because it made me sleepy. <laughs> you know, it's bad enough uh, watching something like that on TV, but having to listen to it and just being on the open road, nothing but trees and wilderness, uh, it's that's dangerous. That's I mean, snooze fest. The Bills' offense really put us in a dangerous situation yesterday. It's a good thing I was heavily caffeinated. <laughs> um, you know, I think it goes back to okay, why? What, what's the reason for it? You know, I, we talked about this last week, and it seems to be 
apparent at this point. Maybe that's a too strong a word. It, it seems apparent that without Sammy, without LaShawn, and we just keep getting running backs hurt, uh, some of these big production guys, these these guys that you know defenses have to focus on. Yep, it's creating difficulties. Right, it's creating difficulties for Tyrod. There's not places for the ball to go. Um, you know, some of it I'm sure is offensive line. I mean, you look at New England as an example. They plug in whatever bum off the street in that running back, and this the guy will still pick up Deion Lewis, man, a hundred yards or whatever. So. You know, that to me says, okay, some of it still comes back to offensive line and just creating the proper holes regardless of who's running the ball. Right. Uh, but I, I do think, you know, you, you don't have Sammy in there. Tyrod, well, it's still his fifth game. I'm, I'm right. sure there's things there that are causing issues. So, For sure. I don't know. That's that's my take is you just – we got to get those guys back to, uh, I guess, diagnose, is it them? Does the offensive production pick back up? Once those those big name players are back in, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, you know, I look at the first three games of the season, and they put up points. They look pretty good. Um, I know there's kind of a few garbage time touchdowns. You go back to New England, we scored 19 in the fourth quarter, but still, we put up some numbers. Tyrod's numbers looked pretty good the first three games, and the last two games, not so much. You know, and yeah, what's the difference there? We don't have Sammy Watkins and Shady McCoy. Honestly, before last game, I said last week's podcast. I wasn't too worried about those guys being out. You know what? Now I kind of am. I am worried. You know, I think Sammy Watkins provides another element over there that the defense has to account for. You get more one-on-one matchups with Percy Harvin. Uh, and then Shady McCoy. I, I'm i kind of feeling like the whole shady, shifty Shady out there, get him into some space, and then, hey, give him a blow and bring in Carlos to, to run between the tackles hard, I think. That, that was a great combination the first three games, and yeah. you know we've been lacking that. So, hey, hopefully next week we get some of our playmakers back. If we do, that's going to be great, and I think it's really going to help against the Bengals at home. I think we can take that game. So hopefully we do that. We tighten up a few other things on offense. I'm sure – you know what I like about Tyrod, though? The guy, he seems to correct his mistakes. You know, second half, he comes out there, and he's, he's a different guy. He's been a different guy these past few games. I'll tell you what, man. Madden mode enabled. There was one play in the third quarter. I'm listening to it. I'm like, you know what? Just have Tyrod run. Dude, just give him the ball and run. And that's ultimately what happened, right? Tyrod saves the game again because he's taken off. He's averaging about 10 yards a carry. I mean, you're back down to the goal line. Third and what, 23, 24? The dude takes off, gets the first down. I mean, ridiculous. His uh, his touchdown run. I'm watching the replays. He's breaking ankles out there. That's sick. These are plays that you see only really happen in college. You don't see, you hardly see running backs make these kind of cuts, juking out linebackers. Not only that, but safeties too. Mm-hmm. He's leaving dudes in the dust. Like it is ridiculous, and he's so smooth out there, man. I think once they figure that out, once they figured out, hey Tyrod, you know what? You got to start taking off, man. You know, we were able to get two quick touchdowns there. Defense played a great game, and we were able to hold them off, get the victory. But um, I think, you know what, I like the adjustments. We, we have different options with Tyrod. That's what I really like. And hopefully if the defense can keep, the, keep us in the game, second half, you know, Tyrod can make the necessary adjustments. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll get some points on the board. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of the positives from the game yesterday is uh, uh, Tyrod just taking the ball and going with it. 
what I'm curious to see, you know, again, when we get back, uh, when we get Watkins back, when we get McCoy back, it wasn't really something that the Bills did a whole lot of the first few weeks with Tyrod just, you know, going with it. Um, I'm curious to see if they put more of a mix in uh, once those guys are back. I mean, that's going to be challenging, uh, to say the least, to defend. Right. You know, if, if they've got a if the, if any defense has to to be aware of uh, Tyrod running the ball, who's who's like a, a shifty running back, um, but they've also got to be aware of uh, you know some really good receivers out there that can get open, good running backs. Um, I just I'm excited to uh, just have those guys back and, and for our team to be healthy, you know, and just keep our fingers crossed that that happens sooner rather than later. And I think you're right. You know, the uh, the second thing for me that I take away from the game is. The defense kept us in the game. Uh, was it pretty? No. Was it entertaining? Not really. Uh, not until the fourth quarter. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, that's kind of who we thought we were going to be, was a, a defensive team that would grind games out. Yeah. And we weren't really sure what we were going to get with our offense uh, going into this season. And you got to give props to the defense for holding it down. Um, you know, not letting up too many points essentially and, and not letting Mariota, um, you know, go too crazy on his feet either. So uh, that was great to see. I think the other thing we, we mentioned this earlier on, I mean, the penalty at the beginning game was huge with that opening kickoff. Uh, but they only had, what, six or seven penalties uh, for the game total, I believe, which is a huge change from um, – you know, earlier in the season, these first few weeks that we've seen. Right. Uh, their penalty yards. Uh, 62. 62 yards, seven penalties. You know, that's at least an improvement, which you got to feel good about. So my thing is like, man, these these five games, you know, uh, that we've seen so far, um, being excited about being Indy early against Andrew Luck, just the crazy game against New England where it was all fourth quarter for the Bills handing it to the Dolphins, lackluster against the Giants, and then this grind-out, ugly win against the Titans. It leaves me wondering, like, what, what is our identity? You know, the we go back to the Patriots. Their identity, <laughs> Tom Brady is just going to drive down the field all the time and, and right. score points. Um, other teams in the league, obviously, they have their identity. Like, I feel like these five games have been so not the same, just all over the map. Right. I'm like, who are we as a team? I don't what do you guys think? Like what who do you see us as, you know, as the season rides out here? You know, I'm 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 having a hard time, man. Same boat. I'm having a hard time trying to figure out this team's identity. You know, I, I do like them to a little bit blue collar though. I, I'm kind of feeling like, man, this is Buffalo's team. This is sort of a grinded out team. Hard work, you know, not take anything for granted, stay in the game and grind it out to the end. Hang on to the win. Um, I think a lot's going to ride on our coaching staff. You know, it, I need a few more games to really understand what the identity is. Hopefully a few more games when we have all, all the puzzle pieces back together. We get those playmakers back, right? And then let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see what this offense can do. I think if the defense keeps it close in the first half, I feel like if a lot is riding on our coaching staff to make the necessary adjustments during halftime. You know, you look at Tyrod Taylor being a multifaceted quarterback. If they're taking away the pass, hey, you know what, Tyrod, just start taking off, you know. Have the defense drop back, take off. If defense is crowding the box, 
You know, if they're keeping Tyrod in the pocket, he's the type of guy that can make the throws. How about that uh, 46-yarder to Hogan down the sideline? I mean, that was that was great. He dropped that right into the bread basket. He's got a beautiful long ball. He can make those throws when he needs to. So, you know, I, I think it's kind of a grinded-out team. Keep the games close. And I, I almost feel like even our two losses, if we had a fifth quarter, we could have won those games. You know what I mean? <laughs> The old freshman, uh, freshman in high school, fifth quarter, and get the all stars in. Wow, get the scrubs in there. Wouldn't that be something? No, I know, I know. You got to win it in four quarters, but I just feel like, hey, if we can make those necessary adjustments a little bit sooner, we would have won those games. And I think we have enough tools in the toolbox in a few different styles of play on offense, where really any team we should be able to hang with, and I like that. McCall, what, who do you see us as, man? Honestly, I think the identity is still uh, yet to be found. I like I like us as a defensive team. I really I like our play calling, our offense and defense. I think we're willing to adjust, even letting Tyrod run more of this game. I love it. Um, I know we get Cromer back. We get him back what after week seven, right? Six game suspension. Cromer is he the answer? <laughs> no, I, I don't. Think, <laughs> I, I don't think he's the answer. <laughs> he's that missing puzzle piece he, we've been talking about. He's the missing about. link. He's why we're not we're getting all the penalties. I love it, McCole. That's some deep analysis for I'm trying, wow. but uh, I, I don't know. I just I think we're missing players, but I like it how guys are stepping up. Uh, you know, Booby is Booby, and we all knew he, what he was gonna do. But Booby is Booby. <laughs> Quote of the week, right there, folks. Booby is Booby. Hashtag it's Booby D on Twitter. Uh, but no, I like it. I think uh, still TBD. You know, we get Sammy back. We get uh, McCoy back. Uh, Tyrod gets healthy or stays healthy. I think we can uh, legitimately uh, make a run here and make the playoffs. You know, I'll tell you what, Grizz. I'm not so sure what the Bills' identity is, but I know what the 716 Rocks' identity is. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man, we lay the heavy, baby. We drop those hot beats. We don't do rock anthems. We do rap anthems, baby. We lay the heavy. Okay. I got my main man, MC Grizz, over here, white chocolate. We got DJ Tron up in the house. Click it, it went up. <laughs> Y'all got some good news, man. Last week, we got into iTunes, you know. You can now stream your podca- our podcasts from your phone. That's right, guys. Subscribe to the 716 Rocks podcast feed on your iPhone, iPad, whatever. You know what we got this week, Riz? What do we got? We got the rap anthem. Yo, Resbeard, run that track back.
Hollywood, watch out. That was a sweet street beat. Wow. Yo, MC Grizz, man. Where can I get that album? That was sick. You can look for that in iTunes. Uh, You can find that in your local record theater. (laughs) Or you can Google 716 Rocks at SoundCloud.com. I think we I think we tweet did we tweet out the link, McColt? We did, we did. We got the young Eminem Grizzle over here. He's gonna be the hottest thing coming out this year. Yo, and how much does that track cost? Whoo! Zero That's it's free. You no way! Come on! How long is it gonna be free though? I don't know. You better you better get it while it's free, man. You better get that track while it's still hot! Oh shoot! I'll tell you oh, what, that's man. some good stuff, man. All, all you listening there during the lunch hour right now, I hope that uh, you just enjoyed that um, nice digestive music to help your lunch settle a little better. And uh, again, you know, just go to the uh, sound, what, SoundCloud? SoundCloud.com. SoundCloud.com. Download. You can listen to that as many times. That's right. You could even set your alarm to wake up to that. You Make bu- it your ringtone. I would love to I would love to wake up to that. Ringtone. I'm going to sit in a, in a in a meeting and that's going to go off and I'll probably get a promotion on the spot. <laughs> oh man, let's move on. Let's talk about our uh, top tweets during the game. McCole, what do you got? I got at Bausch Kyle. So Kyle Bausch. He says Jack Eichel and Tyrod Taylor for president. Yes, I love it. Can we do that? Can there be two presidents? Yeah, that's oh, my question. Man. Well, I don't know. who would be the president? Who would be the VP? You got to really pick don't one. No, I think Eichel would have to be the president. Tyro would have to be the VP. Can I'm we? Can we? Uh, can we claim that they're Siamese twins? Maybe. Yes. They're, they're actually from another mother. They're actually attached at the hip, so that would create a scenario where we could have two men being president at the same time. Hey, I kind of like it. It's a little weird, but sure. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. weird. All right, next. What do you got? You know, I actually went with uh, the NFL, man. I went with the big corporate NFL. Really? You know what? Because they finally gave the Bills some props in the game. You don't see that. Usually they're like, you know, Odell Beckham, oh my gosh, he made an amazing catch. He was three feet out of bounds, but you got to see this. It's insane, you know? They're big money makers. I know. Little brother Bills. I'll tell you what. (laughs) At NFL... This Tyrod Taylor 22-yard TD run includes crazy moves, crazy speed, crazy Robert Woods block. And I love it. And then they had the replay of the 22-yard touchdown run. It was sick. It's it's nice to see you a changed man. You know, usually uh, Patron gets up on here, and, and he's kind of famous for uh, wanting to uh, stick it to the man, if you will. But uh, you know it's it's nice to see a change of heart. You're you're giving uh, the man a little a little a little rep here. You know, little gotta love. like that. All right, next tweet. We're gonna go with uh, at Afropick three thousand. Mm, and uh, my man Fro says uh, fourteen thirteen win. Wasn't this the kind of games we were looking forward to this year anyway? You know, that's an interesting point. Think six months back. All right, go back in that time machine. Mm-hmm. Okay, transport yourself. What were we talking about? We were talking about getting uh, these grinding out wins right. and being okay with that as long as it produced W's. It's interesting once the season gets going, though, how many people are complaining, uh, just unhappy, right. this is ridiculous. And, and I think Afro Pick 3000, you make a good point. You know, you're saying, hey, wasn't this what we agreed to from the get go? So let's shut up. Like Tyrod says, let's just be happy with the W. Who cares about the stats? We're at three and two. All right. I'm going to go with one more. I like it. At Luke Russert, 
our main man with the uh, the big national mic. He says, the league was against us. The refs were against us. It was the ugliest game I've ever seen. And we won. <laughs> Hashtag Bills. I'm going to leave it at that. Beautiful. Poetic. I love Luke Russer, man. I don't completely understand everything in that tweet. but I don't either, but I like it. You know it. what? He is so pro-Buffalo that you just got to show the man some love. What do you got, McColt? You got another one down there? Nope. I only have the one, man. Oh, okay. All right. That's it for the week. It's time. For one of our favorite segments, Man Crush. Move. I love you, man. All right. First up, first Man Crush. Who's it going to be, boys? You know what? I'll tell you what. I'll jump on this. Um, I don't like it. Wait a second. This just in. I just changed my Man Crush. I'll tell what? you what. I was initially going to go with Josh McCown. I'd say he's kind of a runner-up for me just because the 36-year-old passed for over 400 yards, got the W, two TDs, overtime win against the Ravens, but Ravens are kind of soft this year. So I'm going with the easy one. I'm going with the layup because I think we all can get behind this. I got to go with Tyrod Taylor. Double T. You know what? The stats were not impressive, but the running yards were. And again, he he helped. I wouldn't say he won that game for us because the defense kept us in. There were some big-time plays out there, like big-time Bob laying down the smack on the blocks. But, you know, Tyrod Taylor, I'm going to nominate him for my man crush. And you know what? I like the dude's style, so this could be a borderline legitimate man crush. It's and at, at the post game, I'm sorry, but at, at the post game, they want to check out he's wearing, like, powder blue at the podium. Is that a Tennessee Titans troll? I'm just saying. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Robert Woods and – Ironically enough, that's my man crush. All right, for the week. That is ironic. The block that he laid down on that Tyrod touchdown is enough. I don't care what else he did during the game. I don't care what else he didn't do during the game. It doesn't matter. Like The Rock says, it doesn't matter. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because that block was enough to earn my respect, at least for the week ahead here. Phenomenal. He took out two guys. Phenomenal. A buy one, a BOGO, man. It's like we're shopping at Tops. Buy one, get one free. Boom. Bring your bonus card. Bring your bonus card. I think I have the heaviest man crush in the history of 716 Rocks. Mm. 318 pounds. Defensive end for the Cardinals. Corey Redding. Picked off Matt Stafford on the screen pass. (laughs) One-handed. Chugging down the sideline. He didn't score, but you got to love it. He was drafted by Detroit in 2003. Picked off Matt Stafford. He's not having a great year, but it was just, it was poetry in motion. It was beautiful. Poetry in motion. It was beautiful. Big man moves. Big you know, when you said moves. you had the heaviest man crush, I didn't know quite what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you meant like hot Weight and wise. heavy. Weight-wise. I thought you were about to get weird. Whoa, let's get weird. But you literally meant the heaviest. Like, literally. Correct. 318 pounds. It's pretty it's heavy. Pretty He's definitely heavier than Tyrod. Did Matt Stafford took him out, too. Side note, oh, but did you guys see the uh, the 400-pound dude scoring a touchdown in college? Anybody yeah. catch that? Yeah, yeah, tight end, right? I, yeah, I don't know. Somebody that's 400-something pounds, I don't know that they actually have a position. <laughs> I mean, they just are out there. They're on the field taking up space. I got to find that replay. Two positions maybe he takes. I mean, 400 pounds scoring a TD. That's sick. I Unbelievable. Resbeard, what do you got? Got a gentleman who uh, will fade back into fantasy football irrelevance after Sammy Watkins comes back, but I'm going to go with uh, Chris Hogan this week. Oh, Seven. Man. 
11. He catches long bombs, 46 yarders down the field. He throws passes to Tyrod Taylor. He catches touchdowns. Woo! He does it all. Fantasy irrelevant, but he does it all. I like that. I'm the only non-Bills man crush Monday. Brother, brother Hogan. Brother Hogan. He's smooth. He's smooth in that post game. Brother Hogan. Brother Hogan. All right, I'll tell you what. We'll get it. We'll get it up on Facebook, out on Twitter. Hey, you guys vote. You know, you know who won last week. I should open with this. I, it was. Tell us. <laughs> surprising. Cornholium Falcom won last week. <laughs> so uh, good, good going us, Redbeard. People, people loved it. Give the people what they want. Give them what they want, and I'll tell you what. This last tweet. Pretty sure he was referring to the Bills game, but maybe it was a prophetic tweet, and he was referring to our podcast. At Cobra Clutch, it was a beautiful ending. We're out. Out.